Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. They are old. They are not hip. They are the weird aunties that you didn't know you needed or wanted. And now, for a friendly reminder, this show is for adults. That darling DJ duo, Emma Davenport and Lady Attercop, drink cocktails, have potty mouths, and at least one of them was raised by wolves. <laughs> Davenport. <laughs> and I am Lady Attercop. And, and you seemed unsure of yourself there, Emmett. I'm always unsure of myself. I have loads of other personalities that you don't know about. I'm never quite sure which one I'm being at the moment. Considering the, the amount of years we've been on, on air doing the show, and considering usually it's me with the multiple voices. Oh, just because, oh, no, all my voices, all the, my internal voices speak with the same voice. It's, that's uh, what makes it confusing. You just don't I, know. You just no, don't no, know I, which I, one you're I talking I don't think to. you have multiple personalities. I think you just have anxiety. Well, yes, that's probably true. <laughs> that's just called anxiety. Believe <laughs> oh, me. Oh, oh. Hoist, uh-huh. Hoisted by my own petard. Hoisted by your own mental illness. Oh, oh, it's terrible. And it is, and, and, okay, I know we have international listeners, and I apologize ahead of time for those of you in other places, but it, for me, it is spring break. Oh, it is. Woo! That means I just don't have to wake up a half an hour earlier <laughs> and go to beauty school. I still have to get up really early to bake. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a six thirty instead of a six. Yeah, I know it's pretty great. Yes, yeah, no, I still have Sleeping to get up in. at four forty-five in the morning. No, oh, that's awful. I I have to do. Ugh, to, um, I still have to do online learning throughout my spring break. Well, uh, it's still. No, it's terrible. I know. I. Uh, so. <laughs> can't concentrate we're the damn so trying to do it online with no supervision forget it yeah so i bought this game is it a spring break game well i could be woo and do a beer bong i mean i I don't know what spring break entails i've never actually done a spring break i honestly also have no idea as when i was in college and i did spring break i just worked yeah, I was also in, well, what, uh, yeah, also I have to work during my whole spring break. So that's yeah, like, that, like, you know, kind of throws in the toilet. Um, but There was no traveling. There was no, no wandering to other fancy locales. No, and I, I mean, I did go home, but I already lived in Fort Lauderdale. So that's not like a big, you know, woo! 
and the college I attended did not have spring break. We just got that Thursday and Friday off. Oh. It was more like a spring pause. Oh, like. Yeah. Like a respite. Yeah, you, oh, you have an extra long weekend, everybody. Bye. It's a spring respite. I mean, I guess they figured you're already in Florida. Where are you traveling to? Right. You're already here. (laughs) Where are you going to go? Where are you going? And and the answer was further south. I, uh, (laughs) no, I, well, I went to a small uh, liberal arts college in Vermont and we had the time off. If I, I mean, it was like a thousand years ago, so I'm trying to remember. I'm fairly yeah. certain that I had the time off, but I just worked. I mean, also, you were in Vermont. Where were you going to go? I mean, I could have headed south, I suppose. But yeah, that but just by the time you got any place warm, spring break would have would been be over. over. Yes, <laughs> I would get one day off. Yes. And then yeah. have to immediately turn around and go back. I, I also mean, went to a private... I, could go get on a plane, I suppose, oh. but I couldn't afford that because I... Yeah. Who has the money for a plane? I had to pay for everything myself. Yeah, that's right. uh, I was paying for my own schooling. Who had the money for a plane? So, yeah. I think yeah, I, I also went to a small liberal arts college that gave us two days off because I guess they figured, you're already in Florida. Where are you going? Yes. Well, and spring yeah, break... To be fair. And spring break in Vermont and New Hampshire is essentially, so in March, uh, it's still cold and wintry. So there's no nothing. Like, what are you going to, you're not going to the beach. No. There's no beach time. In Florida, it is already full summer. Yeah. But if you live there, it's not as interesting. But, but hey, spring break. Woo! But. But well, so on the on the uh, I guess so for the, the spring train. break for the spring break fun. I ha- I bought a board game, well, a card game, um, that is not is it really three card Monty because I'm I've already no, it's giving the... you all the money. No, I know it's true, but I just took it anyway. I just took <gasps> the money from you. <laughs> and I do. I can and listeners, I cannot afford it. No, she cannot. She took it anyway. I'm just, I'm just holding on to it. I'm gonna, in, I'm gonna invest it for her. GameStop, okay. Yes, I'm gonna invest it for you, and then that way, uh, you know, you'll, you'll have a You're nice. You're gonna little... invest it like my bank is currently investing my stimulus check. Got it. Yeah. Well, I was gonna invest it in a for way my that own you good. could potentially, you know. Uh, use it later for your retirement. Uh huh. It's your four hundred one k plan. Yeah. No, my four hundred one k. You give plan. it to me, and then I just do something else with it. Is really what it boils down to. Um, but no. So I got this game. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be the criminal on this show, but you. I yeah. only rob people of what they have now. I don't rob people of their future. Ah. <gasps> uh, oh, you cut me to the quick. Stole that joke from Wanda Sykes. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible and mean. Mean spirited. No, so, but I bought this card game mm-hmm. called The Shame of Life. And it, and, uh. <laughs> it's a card game that. Shames like... you. It shames you. 
shames you into better behavior. Um, Explains my entire existence. Okay. Yes. So. You've always been a disappointment. Why don't you apply yourself? You shouldn't have these grades. You're too smart. Bad advice for kids at first day at school. Yeah, that sounded about right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's that's my entire school existence. Cool. So, no. So, um, I just, I was reading them and, and most of these just seem like weird conversational things that we've already talked about most of the time. Um, mm. But uh, but some of them were very, very amusing to me. And so one of them I'm going to bring up right now. And it is the worst <laughs> debate, the worst character to have as a roommate. I'm going to say the worst historical or literary figure to have, to have as a roommate. What is your opinion? Heathcliff from Wuthering Heights. I was honestly thinking you were going to say that. Because <laughs> you know how much I friggin' hate Wuthering Heights. I know. I mean... That was really where I was. I just, honestly, that was what I thought right well, away. Well, you know, if you're going to dial down real hard on this question, you can get really into it. Iago from, like, you know, Shakespeare would from be Othello, terrible. From yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, from, if you wanted to go or from Aladdin, the movie. Or or the one from Aladdin, or the annoying parrot from Aladdin. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to go like if you wanted to go like historical figure that has become kind of a literary figure, you could go, you know, H. H. Holmes from Devil the Devil in the White Street or Devil in the White City. And that's the name of the book. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that had the murder hotel. Right. right. That's a, you wouldn't and want he was him a real, as a roommate he was because a real he probably was going to turn you into a skeleton. Yeah. I was just thinking that my idea was I don't think I would want a room with James T. Kirk. Oh, that would, yeah, because he would hit on you constantly and then also be banging green ladies Also, next always door. yelling, con everywhere. And yelling, con at all hours of the day. See, I'm going serial killer and also guy that drowns puppies. You're like, you know, slut that yells con. <laughs> These are equivalent. I was I was going for humor. <laughs> he cuts his t-shirts open right at the boobs. Has a little boob window constantly. He quote unquote wrestles in tights in the Star Trek insignia. I don't think that's like also girdles. Standard. He's always he's very he's super super conscious about his weight. And I just worry about him. I think he has an eating disorder. You have not. You have not watched all of the original series. I didn't. I have not because I know you have not. Because, because if you did, have, you would have picked up on my reference to Kirk's fighting tights. Oh no! I know about the fighting tights. I know about the fighting tights. Fighting tights. I Upsettingly know. sheer tights yes. that he wore to wrestle in those hand-to-hand combat scenes that had the little Star Trek insignia right on the hip. I'm not saying James T. Kirk is a thought, but James T. Kirk is a thought. Yeah. I know I am saying he is a thought. You are. And I can, I can, you know what? I can fucks with that. I just don't want somebody that's going to dr- drown a bag full of puppies and then whose girlfriend is going to be clawing at the window at all hours of the night be like Heathcliff it's me it's Catherine let me in Kate bushes in the Kate bushes in the bushes right in a taking notes that's why she's called Kate Bush because she lives in the bushes <laughs> she was in the bushes of all right here, another question here, right, here we go next question that I can ruin D- 
All right, this is a describe. If I was a doll, what accessories you, would I come with? If you, Emmett Davenport, were a doll. Yes. Uh, switchblade. <laughs> oh. No. That's a nice For self-defense. Nice. No femme should go unarmed. Um... <laughs> nicest thing anyone has ever said to me no <laughs> switchblade uh steamer cup the little mug no, not cup little metallic steamer mug that you use to steam milk in oh yeah yeah okay. that guy because a you can so a steam a steam pitcher a steam pitcher you can use it to steam milk and also b you can use it as a weapon excellent i always approve. i just always imagine you armed it's yeah. true uh, and, uh, see a book. Oh, excellent. Ah. Cool. All right, like now that. you have to answer it for me. Okay. <laughs> and you so, can't say Switchblade. Uh, knitting needles. Yeah. Weapon um, slash craft Yes, item. if, you know, with some yarn, too, because you want to look like you're actually going to use those. <laughs> um, but you probably won't. I won't. There'll be a, or there'll be a, like, a small starting of yarn done like yeah you, like, like I've, you I've look like yeah like you look like you have started a scarf but you all have fucked off and done something else um, <laughs> Stab someone with them. um and then i'm gonna say a paintbrush Ooh, that I'm will so be creative so far that will be used to fix your hair <laughs> yeah and then for my for your third accessory, I'm gonna say oh suspenders or a bow tie. I, I would say a bow tie. I don't wear suspenders very much. Yes, I was trying to t- decide which one, but okay. Yeah. So a bow tie that I can also use as a gr- nothing. Yes. Not everything has to be a weapon. A weapon. No, no. And just let go. I was like that. I could also use it as a garage. Yeah, no, I like suspenders, but um, physiologically, they don't. Yes, they don't work they... over your boobs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be classy about it, but no, my tits get in the way. Yeah, yeah, boobs don't work. And all with the folks out there but, with with fleshy meat bags, but can supplies. But yeah, but so okay, so bow tie, knitting needles with a little thing of yarn. Very sharp knitting needles. Yeah. Very I want sharp. some kind of weapon, Emmett. The knitting needles. Okay. The needles and the yarn. What are you? Okay, fine. Uh, a fish bat. <laughs> there you go. I do actually carry around a fish bat. This I know. This is a true fact. It is a true fact. Bow tie, knitting needles, fish bat. I'll accept that. That that would be that would be my idea for you, for the lady at her cup doll. Because you can break your windshields. That will now terrify children. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You could this is a thing that those of us from the swamp where there is a lot of water that you could potentially careen into in your car. You want to carry something that you can break the windshield or the wind side windows out of your car in in case because when you go into the canal, uh all the electronics shut down in your car, so you can no longer roll your windows down. So you want something that you can use to break glass. They actually sell small hammers just for that purpose that also have a little uh, knife in them so that you can cut the uh, seatbelts as well. Because that will also lock up and trap you. 
In case anybody wants to know what my nightmares look like. (laughs) There you go. We have found them. Welcome. Welcome to that is that is not a that is not a lie. I own a fish bat and have a small knife in my car (laughs) because I have grown up in a swamp and have a deep rooted fear of of careening into a canal. Uh, and having to break myself out of the car <laughs> while it slowly sinks into murky water. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, see, so that brings me to the, my next question. Spring break! Describe a novel way to escape a street robbing. <laughs> oh, I actually know the answer to this. Because I know you've experienced it. <laughs> I have! I know, which is why I asked. <laughs> so here's what you do. If you are about to get robbed and you think this, okay, I feel like I should add this caveat. If you think this will work, um, if a person has a gun, it's too late. If the person has a knife, it might be too late. But if they, if they, if you were just feeling the vibe in which you may be held up at some point, you just start acting crazier than the person who is about to rob you. And a good way to do that. I have two I have two options for you. Uh, the option I have used and the option I have heard other people use. The option I have used is when you see the person coming at you through the fog. This happened in St. Augustine, so there was a lot of fog coming rolling in off the bay as if a oh. haunted swamp in Florida wasn't creepy enough. It had to add atmospheric elements. Um, a guy was approaching me through the fog as I was walking home alone very late at night and I realized I was in a vulnerable situation so I started cursing at myself like you do like you do with the yeah fuck fuck you I knew you were gonna fucking do this you fucking did this it was before the the uh, era of bluetooth there wasn't so he he didn't mistake that I might have been on the phone with someone else but I started cursing at myself like very at angrily and then as we approached in the fog as it parted the realm parted the veil parted and we saw each other for the first time i looked him dead in the eyes and went hey how you doing and then i went back to cursing myself and I was like, this is why you fucking take your goddamn medication <laughs> like and he just <laughs> let me pass without a single word <laughs> I mean, it also helped that I was an art student, so I already looked a little unhinged. I had hair that had not been washed in many days, clothes that were filthy and covered in detritus and paint. So, like, your mileage may vary. Uh, but I also had a friend who was in my karate class, Tang uh, Sudo, at the time, and she said that she got out of a situation similar to that, that a guy came up to her, attempted to mug her, and she just dropped on all fours and started mooing and shoving grass into her mouth because uh, they were in a grassy area. And the guy just walked away. I have I have often used the phrase, uh, nobody, nobody, nobody beats the owl. Nobody. And I just stare at them and kind of sway a little bit. I have found that slight moment of like that you go from no to BCL, no to BCL, no, yeah. and that you go from that moment of like uh, insanity to slight lucidity to when you look at them in the eyes and go, "Hey, how are you doing tonight?" and then go back to nobody can be the owl, nobody can be the owl. Yeah, 
it's more unnerving. Yes. Yeah. There's... Because you have like keyed into them for a moment. It's like, hey, hey, how friend. you doing? And yeah. then gone back to your Yes. And we should we should mention these are last minute things when you feel like you might be in danger. Yes. Like, don't 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 put actively yourself... put yourself in these situations. In a please. bad situation. Please don't. And and then rely on these methodology to save yourself. But yeah. Sometimes you find yourself in a situation that you're like, this was dumb. Like, why am I here? A series of bad decisions had led to this point where I was walking home alone, late at night, because I was 20 and stupid. Do not do this. Well, and we should also point out that, you know, as as female presenting humans, Mm. uh, we... We, we live with this we live with this uh this these issues quite often uh maybe if other people humans weren't uh constantly trying to be jackasses oh, right. about stuff and bothering us when we're walking we wouldn't have to think about this stuff no no obviously <laughs> the onus is always on the person that is causing the right distress. the problems so to my, to our young listeners and young friends and possibly to our old friends and old listeners, I would like to point out a very, very, very specific thing, rule that I have used to keep myself safe and hopefully other people can use this too. When, when any humans... Any humans, it doesn't matter gender, it doesn't matter whatever, leanings, it doesn't matter any of this. But when someone has to consistently tell you that they are a nice person Mm. over and over and over again, that is a sign to stay away from them. When they tell you they weren't thinking about raping you. Yes. They were already, oh, sorry. Sorry about that, but they were already thinking about assaulting you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is, that is the thing. And so for, so if, if we can, if we can give you any advice that means anything, use that, please, as, as a way of keeping, as a way of keeping you all safe. And also because it's spring break and I know that people are going to go and do stupid stuff. And on that note. We're going to play some music. This is Mad Wasp Radio. Well, I don't care if I'm pretty at all And I don't care 
like making noise and making faces and making friends like you. And when we grow up, do you think we'll see that I'm still like you and you're still like me? I might be pretty, you might grow tall, but we don't have to change at all. Cause I still want to be your friend Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever We'll always be bosom-buddies Friends, sisters and pals We'll always be bosom-buddies If life should reject you There's me to protect you I say that your tongue is vicious If I call you uncouth It's simply that Who else but a somebody Will sit down and tell you the truth Though now and again I'm aware That my candid opinion may sting Though often my frank observation might scold been meaning to tell you for years you should keep your hair natural like mine if i kept my hair natural like yours i'd be bald but darling we'll always be dear companions my crony my mate we'll always be Sense of styles as far off as your youth It's simply that Who else but a somebody Will tell you the whole stinking truth Each time that a critic has written Your voice is the voice of a frog Straight to your side to defend you I rush you know that I'm there every time that the world makes an unkind remark. When they say Vera Charles is the world's greatest lush, it hurts me. And if I say your fangs are showing, main pull in your claws, it's simply that. Who else but a bosom buddy will notice the obvious flaws? I feel it's my duty to tell you it's time to adjust to your age. You try to be peg of my heart when you're Lady Macbeth. Exactly how old are you, Vera? The truth. How old do you think? Oh, I'd say somewhere in between 40 and death. But sweetie, I'll always be Alice Toklas if you'll be Gertrude Stein. And though I'll admit I've dished you, I've gossiped and gloated, but I'm so devoted. And if I say that sex and guts 
made you into a star It's simply that Who else but a bosom buddy Will tell you how rotten you are Just turn to your bosom buddy For aid and affection For help and direction For loyalty, love and for suit Remember You crook. Any note you can hold, I can hold longer. I can hold any note longer than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, yes, you I can't. I can't. Yes, you can. Anything you can wear, I can wear better. In my coat? In your vest. In my shoes? In your hat. Oh, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anything you can say, I can say faster. I can say anything faster than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. 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 I can jump a hurdle. I can wear a girdle. I can knit a sweater. I can fill it better. I can do most anything. Can you bake a pie? No. Neither can I. Anything you can sing, I can sing sweeter. I can sing anything sweeter than you. No, you can't. No, yes, I can. No, you can't. No, yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't, can't, can't. Yes, I can, can, can. Yes. Ethel Merman and Bruce Yarnell with Anything You Can Do. Before that, we had Angela Lansbury and Beatrice Arthur. Oh, please. With Bosom Buddies. And starting off our set was Diana Ross and When We Grow Up. 
born So we know sense are full of need There were times we were friends But times I was so cruel Each night I'd ask for you To watch me as I sleep I was so afraid of the night Places that I feared you lived inside my world so softly, protected only by the kindness of your nature. You are my sister, and I.
And then leaning on your windowsill He'll say one day you caused his will To weaken with your love and warmth and shelter And then taking from his wallet An old schedule of trains He'll say I told you when I came I was a stranger Another stranger seems to want you to ignore his dreams as though they were the burden of some other. Oh, you've seen that man before, his golden arm dispatching cards, but now it's rusted from the elbow to the finger. And he wants to trade the game he plays for shelter. Yes, he wants to trade the game he knows for shelter. You hate to watch another tired man lay down his hand like he was giving up the holy game of poker. And while he talks his dreams to sleep, you notice there's a highway that is curling up like smoke above his shoulder. It's curling just like smoke above his shoulder. You tell him to come in, sit down, but something makes you turn around. The door is open, you can't close your shelter. You try the handle of the road, it opens. Do not be afraid, it's you, my love, you who are the stranger. It is you, my love, you who are the stranger. Well, I've been waiting, I was sure we'd meet between the trains we're waiting for. I think it's time to board another. Please understand, I never had a secret chart to get me to the heart of this or any other matter. Well, he talks like this, you don't know what he's after. When he speaks like this, you don't know what he's after. Let's meet tomorrow if you choose upon the shore Beneath the bridge that they are building on some endless river Then he leaves the platform for the sleeping car that's warm You realize he's only advertising one more shelter And it comes to you, he never was a stranger And you say, okay, the bridge or someplace later and then sweeping up the jokers that he left behind You find he did not leave you very much, not even laughter Like any dealer, he was watching for the card That is so high and wild, he'll never need to deal another He was just some Joseph looking for a manger He was just some Joseph looking for a manger Leaning on your windowsill He'll say one day you caused his will To weaken with your love and warmth and shelter And then taking from his wallet An old schedule of trains He'll say I told you when I came I was a stranger I told you when I came I was a stranger I told you when I came I was a stranger that was Leonard Cohen with The Stranger Song. Before that, we had Anne Brune with Neighborhood Number 1. 
parentheses tunnels. And starting off our set was Antony and the Johnstons with You Are My Sister. Bartender, I'd like a Manhattan, please. Stop me if you've heard this one I feel as though we've met before Perhaps I am mistaken But it's just that I remind you of Someone you used to care about Oh, but that was long ago Now tell me, do you really think I'd fall for that old line? I was not born just yesterday Besides, I never talked to strangers in their way Well, I ain't a bad guy when you get to know me I just thought there really no harm Yeah, yeah, just try minding your own business, but It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor who should be mine, who should be mine. It's a neighborly 
be mine? Could you be mine? Could you be mine? Could you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please be mine? Irma with All Wrong. Before that, we had Walter Sickert and the Army of Broken Toys with Won't You Be My Neighbor? 
And starting off our set was Tom Waits featuring Bette Midler with I Never Talk to Strangers. They found Mary Bellows cuffed to the bed The rag in her mouth and a bullet in her head Oh, oh Mary Bellows She'd grown up hungry, she'd grown up poor She left her home in Arkansas Oh, oh, Mary Bellows She wanted to see the deep blue sea She traveled across Tennessee Oh, oh, Mary Bellows She met a man along the way He introduced himself as Richard Slade Up on me rebellions Oh, Mary thought that she might die And she saw the ocean for the first time She checked into a cheap little place Richard Slate carried in her old suitcase Good girl, sir, she said to him I couldn't possibly permit you in Slade tipped his hat and winked his eye And turned away without goodbye Sat on her bed and thought of home With a sea breeze whistling all alone Up on me, the billows The hope and loneliness, she crossed the floor And undid the latch on her front door They found her the next day Cuffed to the bed The rag in her mouth And a bullet in her head Oh, homie Hello 
some others keep your girls at home Don't let them journey out alone Tell them this world is full of danger To shun the company of strangers old Magic is this? What is it? Mad Wasps? Mad Wasp Radio. We love you, Mad Wasp. Bring on the music.
the extraordinaires with neighborhood watch before that we had the divine comedy with sticks and stones and starting off our set was nick cave and the bad seeds with the kindness of strangers Well, you resort to mouse trap acting. 
Weird Al Yankovic with Everything You Know Is Wrong. Before that, we had Blair Crimmins and the Hookers with In the Neighborhood. And starting off our set was Miss Mouth and the Rigmarole with Dumpsters and Dive Bars. comes the music. Do I look bothered? Oh, you are awful, but I like you. Ned was Radio. Fire up the thrusters. 
Make sure the stove's fully packed. Get the sodding kettle on, would you? Let's go. Pocket compass directions are set. My rocket thrusters will give me the edge. This is the life, it's the wind in my hair. Insect in my teeth, I live in the air. Everybody ready? Let me be sure. It's not for lesser men, this is veteran sport. The flaps are up and the stove is packed. Tell Miss Bell I love her, I'll soon be back. As soon as I've scuppered these other brutes, about to let fly, so put up your dukes. And go up to the sky at night, to flying Susan, rise to fight. All these other sods try to knock me off balance. Vagabonds offer an improper challenge, unaware of my airship's obvious talents. Watch them all fall from the comfort of my cabin. My life's all dukes and dirigibles, when I fly it's suitably whimsical. So why try my foes I fry, well by Jove I own these skies. You need to put up your dukes, you need to put up your dukes. Yes, put, put them up, let's fly. Air pirate, I rock beats, where will you find us? Out of reach. Leather flight cap, nice pair of chaps, a stride, a cannon you can't help staring at. No wonder other fellas are a little bit jealous. Anything will fly if you add enough propellers. You better test your metal with a turret made to measure, but my rocket shells and mortars are a wee bit overzealous. I rise through the ranks, while I'm here I'd like to thank Her Majesty the Queen for the lovely pageant. The medals I've got my opponents haven't. Intimidate the bosses, I'm in hearts. Octopus army, I'm well armed. So if you want to test, go ahead, charge, and leave in a mess. Victory dance. My life's all dukes and dirigibles. When I fly, it's suitably whimsical. So I try my foes, I fry. Well, by Jove, I own these skies. You need to put up your dukes. You need to put up your dukes. Put, put them up, yes, put, put them up, let's fly. Sunk with a lung full of gun smoke. Sir Thomas Derringer's terrible dirigible ended in seconds unbearably pitiful. Old Bumblebee as battle blimps were busted, beaten, bashed, and he left with a limp. Lady Chesterfield's mistress of the sky was wrestled and dismissed. Yes, this is goodbye. Lord Abington's abrogator was ravaged by a cannon that launches alligators. Lord Chumley's chariot of champions. I mean, I could go on, but I mean, I'm just, I just in short, what I'm trying to say, and oh, I've gone. taken them all out, but I'm the only one left.
was David Byrne with Don't Fence Me In. Before that, we had Professor Elemental with Put Up Your Dukes. And starting off first, that was Adam Ant with Friends, version number two. Been digging in the nest. 
say either, and I say either. You say neither, and I say neither. Either, either, neither, neither. Let's call the whole thing off. You like potato, and I like potato. You like tomato, and I like tomato. Nelson featuring Cindy Lauper with Let's Call the Whole Thing Off. Before that, we had Truck Stop Honeymoon with Neighbor's Lot. And starting off our set was Matchbox with Setting the Woods on Fire.
Wasp Radio. Sentir 
up with wrong before that we had the dandy warhols with we used to be friends and starting off our set was sun lux featuring hannah ben with you don't own me stop by our dimly lit and unexplainably damp bookstore to peruse and purchase our seething collection of hideous books on any number of uncomfortable topics to include the organ slappers field guide neighbor spotting a picture book of unfortunate clowns hobo tagging the Lady's Way to Choke Things, and How to Make a Dog Vomit, Part the First. Shank Street, Unpleasant Used and Rare Books. You know you at least want to look. Lady Addercop? Yes. What should you never whisper to someone as they fall asleep? I promise your organs will stay where they are. 
Yeah. Or, or. That kid in the corner is just your imagination. <laughs> Those are both pretty terrible. <laughs> well, what would you whisper? Um, fire's not real. Fire isn't real. Right before I said it, ignore the fire alarm. It's an instrument of the bourgeoisie. Oh, you knew where I was going with it. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, that's only in certain people's homes. We're going to whisper that. Yeah. I'm not saying also, we should bring back guillotines at honestly, all. Honestly, the, the most excruciatingly, the worst thing that I could think of is having whis- somebody whisper is the is something that I've, yeah, is, is just a simple thing of, it's okay. <laughs> oh that's pretty good that's pretty good because the implications are so bad i know because because i've had someone whisper that to me and then i laid there very much going i don't know what this means and i'm gonna have to get up now because i don't i don't i don't know what's <laughs> no, going. No, i can't ever sleep again sorry it was a sleepover, and I had a friend, oh, and, a, oh. and somebody Ooh. said that, whispered that to me, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get yeah. up now. Because... I'm absolutely about to be sacrificed to yeah. Satan. There is nothing good is going to come from this. That's all I know. <laughs> that same instinct that kept us alive when we were like, oh, no, something bad is going to happen if we don't take some kind of action yeah. here. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the fluid kicked in then. <laughs> yeah, that's that was that was the moment. Oh, no. That was the moment that made me go, "Oh, either mm. I need, might need better friends, or uh, I should move and never Don't tell worry, them." I need typo blood. Yeah, <laughs> what? I'm glad I'm not that type. I guess. Sacrifice has already been made. There's just there's a lot that it's I feel like that's almost too broad. I feel like it's almost too easy. You know what I mean? Like, come on, it's too easy. Um, You know what I mean? Like whispering something into somebody's ear. All right, how about they're already vulnerable? How about give me a challenge? A bar, a a bar theme that will never take off. A part of the theme that will never take off. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I was going to say a steampunk bar. Oh, no, you know. <laughs> oh, that's just. Just, I, I say that from experience. Oh, only in a small town in North Carolina. Yeah, well, there you oh, go. Because I feel like at some point we're going to see an article about some steampunk steampunk bar in manhattan and we're gonna be like damn you sir damn you well there was there was one in california but uh it also closed i think it also closed i don't makes it feel a little bit better yeah yeah and also if you would like to see what a steampunk bar with bad puppets would look like at one point in time emmett and i put together 
a drinking show that featured vintage cocktails with bad puppetry called Lushington's Lounge. And it is still up on YouTube for you to witness and and enjoy. I know. I keep meaning to take it down, but... but... No, don't take it down! (laughs) I'm proud. Like, we did a lot of work on that, and gosh, poor Laura. (laughs) Yes, our poor editor and director. Poor Laura. (laughs) Had to deal with all of that. So. Our our uh, the the woman behind the cameras and also the editing did way more work than we ever did, and uh, she did a fantastic job. On I think we had six episodes, maybe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. she did a fantastic job on six episodes, uh, and I think people should watch it because yes, we did we did it, and and it is funny. I occasionally have people that have come across it that were like, what are you going to do on season two? And I'm like, that was a lot of work. And I don't think we can afford Laura's rates anymore because no. God, she, I hope she increased them after having to deal with us. Uh, we right. still have our puppets. We do. I, I, I break mine out every now and then. I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to bring them, bring it to the house though. So <laughs> it's not allowed to live in the house because Rupert hates it. He hates because it. he woke up one too many times and just caressing his cheek with the puppet going, guys, go back to sleep. Well, it's also fun. possibly because I whispered, it's okay. You can go to sleep now. <laughs> so that was, that was the reason. There's a puppet involved. <laughs> it makes total sense. Yeah, well, in the face, you know, the rubbing yeah, of the face. The, with the little cloth with the little, hand. With the just little hand. Yeah, it's a... Touching gently. Gently caressing. Yeah. Also, he was very, very, very upset about the photos that I took of me with your puppet when, <laughs> when I house when I housed it a couple years ago. Well, <laughs> I because because not only did I send them to you and Mr. Ducky, but I also sent them to him, and he was very, <laughs> like, like, "Hey, check out what I'm doing." He was, he was like, "We need to have a discussion like, about your time and your and and." Your time that you spend with puppets. Yes, he was very like, I, is there something you want to tell me? Are you going to leave me for a puppet? Like, And I was like, no, I'm not having an affair with a puppet. Like, don't. I just thought it was not funny. Yet. I thought it was funny. Also, I didn't think it would be appropriate if I brought my puppet that looks like <laughs> me. And I did these things in their house. The puppet was already there. It was secret puppet sins. Yes. Like, ooh. No. <laughs> it should upset me more, but instead it just delights me. Because I'm like, what secret puppet skins, sins can I commit now? I just... I mean, I've thought about... The quarantine has made me weird. I've thought about... I should go get... Oh, it makes me want to go get my puppet. Maybe yes, we, we should, should trade. Maybe we should do a puppet trade and I'll take yours and you take mine. No, I don't trust you with my puppet. And no, I'm probably, sorry to say this. And probably, also, you should definitely not trust me with yours. That's probably true. So, it's very, no, it, it is so, true. That is very, that's very true. I'm not going <laughs> to argue because I, because I know us and uh-huh. I know. Yep. It's gonna go weird. It's gonna go weird. It's gonna go weird. And then it's gonna become like a perv chicken battle 
And then we have to set up an OnlyFans, and that is a whole other revenue stream that we have not yet accessed. It's but if you true, like I... to access our regular revenue streams, hey, you can. Can you? Yes, <laughs> just go to agonyauntstudios.com. That is where you can find all of the things in which we beg for your money. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. You can at Agony Out Studios. You can support us on Coffee at Agony Out Studios. You can send a one-time donation at agonyoutstudios at gmail.com. Uh, you can give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, that purple thing in your app phone the little phone you've got a button it's purple you don't know what it does but if you give us five stars hey it helps us recommend us to a friend uh you can present a blood sacrifice under a full moon that won't help us but we'll appreciate the thought <laughs> and with that and with, with that <laughs> i mean there's a new moon coming we don't know what you do we don't want to judge. Um, turn into a werewolf. Maybe. Carve the name of our podcast into the back of your next victim. No, I please don't, don't do that. Don't yes, do that. Do that. Turn into a werewolf. Carve. Hashtag clockwork cabaret. Oh, with the O removed work. Um <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow us on Twitter, the O is removed and work. This does not work when you carve their our Twitter handle into the back of a supple young virgin and a full moon and a bloodlust. No, <laughs> it's love. It's love. <laughs> I can't even. Not from that ad pivot. I, and and now I guess we're done. All right. <laughs> I can't even. I just feel like we're just trying to be an inclusive podcast. We are here for uh, everyone. These folks, we're here for gender non-conforming folks. We're here for queer folks. We're here for the supernatural, non, the supernatural folks, the non, the cryptids, the, the cryptids. Cryptids are always welcome. You know, I love being Mothman. We're here for the questionable behavior, folks. Um, hey, are you a Baba Duke? We're a Baba fan. <laughs> this uh, this I, is why we should not record this late. No. And with that savings time. And with that, once again, let me just say, this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady mm. Attercup. And she is a McDavenport. And it's not work we do. I mean, it's something kind of like love. Make
quarter to. Oh, I must get a little hand put on that watch. Aye, it's about time you were tuned into Mad Wars Radio. Always the best coming out of the nest. Aye, thank you all. <laughs>